This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, December 17th, and that means this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. We will try to sort through a whole lot of roster chaos that is going on right now and figure out some potential solutions. We will look at some intriguing rookies on this episode and much more as I'm joined by the writer of the waiver wire column for Roto World. Yes, it's back. Powered by NBC Sports Edge, Jonas Nader. Jonas, Steve Alexander, not not here today. I think he's somewhere in Nevada, and whether this is accurate or not, I just picture him being at some random indie rock concert somewhere. That's like all I can picture. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've made a note to myself that I need to take an extra close look at the schedule too. I, I need to figure out the games played for every single team. So I'm ready. Okay, good because I'm not. So I, I was like, some one of us has to handle his games played duties because, as right. he says, that's really all he does during these Friday episodes. Is tell us exactly who, who played how many games. No, Steve. Steve <laughs> does more than that. Let's not sell him short. Yeah, he's a legend. All right. And at the end of this, uh, by the way, which we're trying to make a thing on these Friday episodes, we are going to take some uh, questions from people watching live with us. So uh, if you got any waiver wire questions, throw those in there and we will answer a few toward the end. But Jonas, let's just get this thing started. And as always, a lot of different places we can start. But among the names you sent me, uh, one that caught my eye immediately was that of Davion Mitchell, who is uh, doing some interesting things lately. So uh, what's the latest on him and what have you noticed? Yeah, so I don't even really care about what he did previously because, like, that's all out the window because this is a whole new Kings lineup we're going to see, too. So Davian Mitchell has already been getting a ton of minutes, but now, like, his microscopic usage rate is going to go through the roof. He was basically just, like, their defender, right? Occasionally right. he'd take a shot, maybe get a possession here and there, but he's going to get a ton of usage. So De'Aaron Fox is out. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton has a back injury. He's questionable. Um, I do think Tyrese Halliburton plays because I think the Kings have, like, what? nine players tonight like Man. it's gonna be rough but yeah so i actually pulled it up if you go to nba.com go to player impact you can plug fox off the court and then see what mitchell's numbers are like and they're pretty impressive so a per 36 line of 16 points almost six dimes four rebounds one steal and two triples with the five wow. percent usage rate bump so that's a nice little line and that's that's a 400 minute sample size too so that's not nothing so the big thing that really stood out too is the Kings have a plus eight net rating in those minutes compared to a negative 14 when he's off. So the Kings are really humming when he's on the floor too. So I think they're comfortable letting him, letting him have the keys too. So I'm excited about David Mitchell this week. And I mean, even like, let's just look even quickly at his last five games. He's around 12 and a half points, nearly five dimes per game, 4.8, 1.63s, shooting 50% from the field in 26 minutes, not turning it over, just one turnover per game. Only thing missing for me for Davion Mitchell is the steals. As we've talked about, he's a great defender, but he's not a jump in the passing lanes kind of guy and, you know, try to pick off two passes per game. But I mean, 0.4 per game over his last five, you expect better than that. So look, he's not going to be a, a huge steals asset, I don't think, but 
overall definitely trending up and i like those numbers that you cited with fox off the floor for sure he's my top pickup of the week easily okay well it's good that uh i mentioned him first i i gathered that since he was first in the email that was my that was my hunch uh, <laughs> meanwhile the brooklyn nets as i'm sure uh fantasy managers have noticed also just insanely shorthanded right now i mean we are all you know googling who is kessler kessler edwards and who is david duke jr uh this week i'm sure but I want to take this to Nick Claxton first because he is re-emerging for this team, Jonas, and could be a guy who has an impact whether they're shorthanded or not. Yeah, he was one of my breakout picks beginning of the season. He was just awful. Like he missed that month-long absence. We have no idea why, right? Like we still there's still a mystery too. So even if Lamarcus Aldridge comes back, like Claxton raises Brooklyn's ceiling too. He's a better defender and he's a rim runner for James Harden in the pick and roll too. So there's a chance that Claxton holds this role past the 10 days that Aldridge is out too. So there is some intrigue here, but I will say that Claxton's a career 50% shooter from the free throw line too. So that's a big negative you got to be aware of. But other than that, like there's upside here if he can can keep it together. I mean, I'll just say this about Nick Claxton, 16 and a half points, four and a half rebounds, 1.5 blocks his last two games in 26 and 22 minutes, 18% rostered. And I mean, look, I mentioned the, the Nets roster chaos. Like I mentioned Kessler Edwards, David Duke Jr. Blake Griffin has had a couple solid games in a row. Cam Thomas has been hitting double digits more often than not lately. Patty Mills is maybe not a must play right now, but a very solid play. I mean, as Steve would say, if he's here, pick a net, any net. I mean, th- there are a bunch of guys servicing yeah. a short-term value in Brooklyn. Right, and uh, I did see they picked up James Ennis. So that's going to be interesting, too. So that might uh, dampen the appeal of a guy like Kessler Edwards, too. Right. So just be aware of that. Right. And I mean, Kessler Edwards had that big first game and then a less exciting second game, I think 9.7 boards, but still at least a watchless guy at the moment or maybe a streaming play. Uh, just across the bridge in the borough of Manhattan, I want to talk New York Knicks. And we've talked a lot about Emmanuel quickly on this podcast already this season and i would argue he had his best game of the season on thursday night jonas yeah 24 points seven triples four rebounds four assists a steal and a block too so the knicks had lost their four previous games before that too so they're in need of a shakeup. i think quickly is the answer at point guard derrick rose has tweaked his ankle kimba walker has played his last game as a nick i think that's very clear now uh they're not going to turn to him anymore so this is the chance to play quickly, right? This is the chance to turn their season around and see what they got quickly too. So I'm all in on him. I have him as the number four ad. I might move him up to number three. Uh, we'll have to see uh, how many more people are in the protocols today. But yeah, I like quickly a lot. He's definitely a priority of mine. Yeah, and I mean, look, we're we're in one of those stretches where, I mean, you check the Roto World Player News page, just you got to be refreshing that thing constantly to, yeah. just, to just see what's going on because... 60 players out now. Yeah, it's just... Uh, a lot of uh, roster chaos, as I said. And quickly, look, last eight ga- eight games of December, he's at one steal per game. We've been clamoring for more steals from him. That's a start if he can do that. And sure. he's got to shoot a little better. He's only at 36.7% from the field in December as I look for ways to gripe about Quickly's production. But I like, I- I- I'm with you. There are some really encouraging signs. And I'll also throw one more New York Nick into this conversation. That's Miles McBride, who had 15 points, nine dimes, four steals, and two threes in 36 minutes on Thursday with Derrick Rose uh, not playing the second half, I think, with an ankle injury, Jonas. 
Right. And RJ Barrett's out still. We still don't know exactly when RJ Barrett's coming back too. So, and the Knicks, they love their two point guard lineups too. So even when Barrett comes back, I don't think they have any problem pushing them up to the three if they need to, because uh, obviously Fournier has been terrible. Um, but yeah, two point guard lineups are a big thing in New York and uh, Thibodeau loves his big workloads too. So if quickly he wins this job, he's in for a big role. And then McBride could be approaching 30 minutes to here in the short term. So McBride, 1% rostered. Um, so if you miss out on quickly, give McBride a look. As you said, short-term intrigue there. Speaking of short-term intrigue, and maybe you can convince me this is going to be a longer-term thing, but we've had a couple notable games in a row for Sabin Lee of the Pistons. So what is your uh, outlook on him, Jonas? Yeah, so I actually watched a Dwayne Casey interview, and he was really talking him up too. So his biggest weakness as a pro has been his three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. But he took a trip to the G League earlier this year and hit 47% of his attempts. And so... That made the Pistons call him up. He's getting some big run now. Um, Casey said there are no limitations on him as a player, so he is really talking him up. Now, he only played 21 minutes last night with yeah. Killian Hayes back, but I can see a scenario in which Sigma Lee plays over Killian because Killian has had his flashes, but he, overall he's been mostly pretty pretty bad, honestly, right? So right. there's a situation here in which Sigma Lee gets more run, and the only real concern is – Saban Lee and Killing Hayes have only shared the floor for 17 minutes this year. Like, that's not too encouraging, too. So he kind of has to leapfrog Killing to have a lot of value. So definitely a watchless guy for me. And by the way, Jonas, we talked about games played at the start of the show, and we totally forgot to bring them up at all. And I'll just say this. Looking ahead to week 10, every team in the league plays two or three games except for the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Orlando Magic. They play four games, and that transitions perfectly to the next guy oh by the way it does transition perfectly but i'm going to ruin that transition because i just want to say about Saban lee it's always that awkward thing right where i mean they invested so much more heavily in killian hayes but Saban lee is showing you more so it's like when does detroit kind of pull the plug for now on that experiment and say you know what Saban lee is a, is a more productive player right now let's just swallow right. our pride and play this guy and we have seen Killian Hayes tweak his thumb or wrist like four or five times now, too. So they may sit Killian Hayes for a bit here, and that would be huge for Saban. He'd be a top priority pickup after that. So we'll have to see what happens. But You said only 21 minutes, but 11 points, five dimes, three steals in those 21 minutes. Yeah. He's got six steals in his last two games. So 7% roster for Saban Lee. The Pistons will go, like so many teams, three times next week. I mentioned Oklahoma City, and that means Kenrick Williams, a guy who has had Plenty of stretches of fantasy relevance in recent years. Kind of a waiver wire podcast all-star. And uh, he is back on your radar this week, Jonas. Yeah, one of two teams that played four times. And honestly, there are not many pickups on the Magic or the Thunder except for Kendrick right now. We were going to look at RJ Hampton, who is now in the protocols, and Terrence Ross as well. But So Kendrick Williams had 17 points, six rebounds, um, three assists, two steals, and five triples in his last game. And that's in 26 minutes. He's a player that puts up some serious numbers when he gets opportunities. And the Thunder, they have some serious incentive to play him too, right? He has a contract for $2 million this year and $2 million next. He's probably one of the most tradable contracts in the league. Like Contenders are going to be asking for him. So this is the perfect chance for OKC to really showcase him with Lou Dort uh, struggling with an ankle injury. And, and remember, Pokusevsky is in the G League right now too. So there are a lot of minutes up for grabs in OKC right now. And I think Kendrick is a priority this week, uh, especially with four games. And 2% rostered as we sit down on Friday to record this. And by the way, did you see how uh, the Thunder lost the other night, Jonas? <laughs> did you see? Yeah, I did. Devontae Graham, man. That was just such a sick shot. Crazy. Probably the first shot he's made all season, too. 
<laughs> Crazy. After after SGA hits this off balance prayer of a yeah. step back off one foot. You're thinking off from his holster, basically. He was like at his hip. It was yeah. crazy. And by the way, I was stunned at how like how lively and packed the arena was in Oklahoma City. I mean, because I was yeah. watching the, the Hawks play in Orlando the other night, and I was like, oh man, this is a dreary atmosphere. Right. Like rebuilding. Yeah, remember, team. this was a tank bowl. Like these teams are competing for like the top pick. Like OKC is okay with losing this game. Like right. they played competitive, they played well, and they lost the game. They got more lottery balls. Like they're loving it too. So yeah, good for them. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right, we have more to come. More more names to hit, as well as some of your questions. But first, we'll take a quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Give the gift of NBC Sports Edge Plus this holiday season. Get 15% off annual subscriptions when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. This offer turns to coal on December 31st. So visit NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus today. Meanwhile, we are headed down the backstretch of the NFL season and the NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, has you covered with Sunday Night 7. We're giving you a shot to win $1 million every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It is free and easy to play, so predict what will happen between the Saints and Bucks for a chance to win. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. You mentioned, Jonas, uh, RJ Hampton, Terrence Ross. We were planning to talk about these guys. We got the news shortly before we hit record here that they are both now in the protocols. Have you given any thought? I mean, is there, is there a place to turn now? Is there a pivot from uh, Hampton and Ross in Orlando that we can make? Um, it's rough. Um, we're probably going to see a lot of bigger lineups because we have to remember too, that Cole Anthony has an ankle injury. He may not even play tonight too. So, um, Jumo Kiki at point guard. I don't know like oh, what's going to happen. Um, hopefully, I don't know. Maybe Mark, Markel Foltz comes back next week. He's been ramping up in the G league. You never know, but yeah, I think Okiki is the only like interesting player there too. Terrence Ross, RJ Hampton, like you said, Cole Anthony out. Mo Bamba is questionable. Like, jeez, this is going to get rough. Yeah, Okiki, I guess, is probably the guy who's most likely on waiver wires. Hasn't exactly been. I, I like Okiki as a player, especially yeah. liked what he did late in the season last year. Hasn't exactly been jumping off the screen uh, when I've watched the Magic, though. His offense has been a disaster, too. Can't hit anything. Yeah. Like, look at those percentages. If you pull up his player log, he's above 50% one game in the last month. So it's it's really rough. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you're looking at him for is steals and blocks. Like, that's his ticket to fantasy value basically a poor man's herb jones in that regard but yeah 
not too excited about anyone in Orlando this week, given the problems there. So, man, I'm just I'm just triple checking this depth chart. Jeez, this is uh, this is tough times. <laughs> I mean, I joke that Gary Harris tweaked his hamstring for the 19th time. If he's healthy and playing this week, he's sort of interesting, right? Nine percent rostered, and he's actually been playing well. But yeah. is he healthy? That's the thing. Yeah, that that is the other guy. I would say Okiki and watch the reports on Harris's health. I mean. Right, Michael Mulder is he? Uh, is it in a deeper yeah, league? <laughs> I'm looking at if who I does... picked up Michael Mulder, I would not have the courage to muster uh, the muster the courage to log yeah. in every day. There's a, no way. A bridge too far. A bridge too far there. Yeah. All right. Mm. Another situation where you're going to want to check the injury report, and I, and I don't know if this guy is going to end up making your column, Jonas, but Gabe Vincent um, scored 26 with seven trades the other day for Miami, and is just seven percent rostered. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him too, but I feel like the second that Harrow and Jimmy Butler get back, that he's just gone, right? So I did put him on the streamer section just yeah. to, as a keep keep an eye on, but we're talking four points, three points, eight points before his big explosion too. So very hit or miss. Uh, I do like the matchup coming up though. So if Jimmy Butler and Harrow are missing games again, we're playing against Orlando Magic and Detroit, right? Those are two blowout spots for Gabe Vincent too, so... Like I said, if those two studs are out, then yeah, I'm going back to Gabe Vincent, but not a long-term pickup by any means. Here's a name we haven't mentioned a lot yet, or if at all, on this podcast this season, Isaiah Hartenstein for the Clippers. Uh, What has stood out from him lately for you, Jonas? Yeah, I have him as my number two pickup this week. So we haven't seen the Clippers at full strength because Paul George has been out, Nicholas Batum's been injured, Uh, but he's playing over Zubak now. Uh, Serge Ibaka is picking up DNP CDs, right? Not even in the rotation anymore. Uh, Hardenstein's kind of the guy for the Clippers up front right now. And Tyloo really talked him up over the last game, uh, really uh, praised his playmaking. He says he passed the basketball, his reads, his instincts with the basketball in his hand. So you don't really see that from a guy who's 6'11", 7 foot. So he's talking him up big time. And last two games for him, we're talking top 50 numbers of 14 points, five rebounds, four dimes, one steals, and two blocks. Like wow. just a stat pattern. Uh, and if you look at Hardenstein at previous stops and you look at his per minute production, it's like through the roof too. So he's a very fun fantasy player. Uh, and if this role is real, and I think it kind of is, man, we have a huge, huge pickup here. Yeah. You would almost argue that I should have mentioned him sooner in the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I mean, he's, I think he's going to be honestly above Zubak the rest of the season. I don't think that's necessarily a hot take anymore. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to look for him in some leagues, 15% rostered. And I mean, even expanding it out to, you know, his eight games so far in December, he's at 0.9 steals, 1.8 blocks in 18 minutes, kind of hinting at that per 36 minute uh, intrigue, almost three assists per game as well in that stretch. So a lot to like uh, from Hartenstein. So go check on him if you need defensive stats. And who doesn't need defensive stats, Jonas? Who doesn't like him? Exactly. And like I said, the assist too, that's like the big difference maker for him. Four dimes in his last two games, yeah. uh, average, I should say. So huge, huge upside. So at this point, uh, just a few quick hitting names I want to mention, and you can just kind of weigh in on all these guys. And then let me know if I left anyone out that you really want to mention. And then we'll get to a few questions and we'll get out of here. So this is just a quick one. I would say another name to monitor on the injury report is Christian Wood, because if he remains out, you will, will want to consider K.J. Martin, uh, who had 15 points, five rebounds, five assists on Thursday and is 4% rostered. Yeah, we have to mention him, too. If you remember last year and go back and look at the box scores for K.J. Martin last season, and like the last month, he was putting up top 60 numbers, too. So yeah. he can block shots with the best of them at the four position. You know who he kind of reminds me of is a little bit of Jared Vanderbilt. 
Yeah. Uh, Flip the steals and blocks, and he's basically Jared Vanderbilt too. So a really, really fun player. What we know for sure is, is the Rockets are going to play him a ton down the stretch, right? They're not going to play Daniel Tice in March. Like, there's just no point, right? Yeah. So we're going to see a lot of KJ Martin and Sangoon uh, the rest of the way. Uh, I like him a lot as an ad. I think I have him number six or number seven this week. I didn't put him in the email. I, I guess I messed that part. But yeah, number six or number seven, me. He was a silly season hero last year, and I think it's going to be the same case this year. Yeah, I love him. And, and talk about a guy who does pass the eye test and just... I would love to see this team play him more. It's another case where if they had invested like a lottery pick in him, he he would already yeah. be playing a ton. But I think he was a second rounder, so you know he's yep. got to wait. He's got to wait till the silly season or till someone's hurt. Yeah, Patrick Beverly is back playing well. Still only twenty seven percent rostered. I think had eleven points, eight dimes, and a block and a few triples in their last game. So that's another name to check on and just see if he's sitting out there. Yeah, he's on my waiver wire column as well, too. Remember, he he didn't have, I think he has one block in his last four games, so that has trailed off, but it will bounce back. He'll be close to one for the rest of the season. Uh, and he didn't hit his free throws, too, so that kind of brought his value down. But the minutes are still there, uh, and the end analysis is still there, too. Like, Peverly is going to be fine. That lineup for the Wolves is working. We saw what they did to Denver, too. So I'm in on Beverly. I think he's top 100, maybe floor of top 125 going forward. Facundo Campazzo the last five games has been doing some things. I don't know if he made your column or not, Jonas. Did he? He didn't, but he didn't make it the last two weeks. Okay. Well, so I probably should add him. Well, here's what I've got. Last five games, 8.6 points, but 5.6 dimes, 1.2 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.63s in 27 minutes. And I bring him up because he's just 6% rostered. He is a guy, you have to deal with a little frustration. You're not exactly going to check his box score every night and be absolutely thrilled. But if you're willing in a deeper league, kind of just long-term, to river him, as Ryan and Ryan Knauss and I like to say, not streaming, we're rivering. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a rivering play. It's a, it's a long-term stream for I mean, me. I don't hate it because if you go back and look at like someone like TJ McConnell last year, he managed to finish in the top 90 because of his assist and steals. Uh, and that's exactly what Cam Pazzo brings at a smaller level too. So uh, so we're going to call it a river, you said? Yeah, it's rivering when you stream and it turns into a longer-term thing. It's called rivering. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so river composo i like it yeah. yeah any names that are in the column that you feel like we got to mention before we get to a few uh viewer questions yeah so i was excited to add isaac okoro i added him in a few spots and then we got the news that he's in the protocols too so the second we get wind that he's out of the protocols make sure you add him because his offense is legit now but with him out uh, we got to look at cd osman who's only rostered in 12 percent of leagues too um, and C.D. Osman, people would, don't believe this, but he's had top 80 runs for multiple weeks this year. So C.D. Osman has been really, really strong. Um, in the last month, he was 11th rounder in 21 minutes. 11 points, three rebounds, two dimes, 1.6 deals, 0.5 blocks, and two triples. And now he's going to be getting 30 minutes a night. Like, this is going to be huge for him. I'm very excited about Osman this month. I love it. And Osman is kind of the annual record holder for most stints on and off the waiver wire. I mean, no, you know, right. I don't know that he really gets added and dropped more than anyone. He probably doesn't. It certainly feels that way, though. Oh, absolutely. I remember the last three years, I think Christian Wood held that record, if you remember right. Like Christian Wood was added, dropped so many times in Detroit. Like, yeah. I've never seen anything like it, too. So, yeah, he's up there. All right. Hit us with uh, a few uh, questions. You, you, can you uh, pop into the... All right. Yeah, I'm pulling this one up. It says, what's, is, it, is it clicking for you, the what's happening with KPJ question? I don't see it. I'm trying to pull it up. Want me to try? Yeah. How about like that? There we go. G Choa, what's happening with KPJ? 
Jonas? Yeah, so I actually heard an update from Silas. He says uh, he's still not close to return. He actually said Jalen Green is closer to returning than KPJ, uh, which is odd because KPJ, he tried to play through this injury like three or four times, right. and now they're, they just kind of like pulled the plug on him for a bit too. So I don't necessarily think KPJ is a must-roster player right now. Do you? I don't know, but I'm just here... I'm just here looking, you know, I like to click on the, in the Yahoo app, I like to click on the player pages a lot. You know, it's a great place, like look right. at game logs and rankings and stuff. And his season ranking, and I'm pretty sure this is on a per game basis, is at 285 right now. I haven't double checked that Yikes. on Basketball Monster, but the Yahoo Basketball Monster ones are pretty close. I don't know, man. You know, we have, we, we, we all should have IR spots in our, in our leagues. So right. I think in that, for that reason, he's an easy must roster for me and keep him on the bench for a while once he's activated but yeah i'm i'm not regretting not having him on any teams right now and the rockets don't seem to be missing him yeah he's one of those guys you have to have like an extreme punt for like if you had westbrook giannis and those guys on your team we can get away with like an extreme punt yeah. then yeah i could consider him but other than that he just tanks your percentages and turnovers yep all right add vorchik 34 mentions rj hampton and t ross now in protocols we covered that one chimera's malice points out Horford and Grant Williams out too for protocols. Are we thinking Enos Freedom at this point, Jonas, as a Friday night streaming play? I don't think I'm streaming him. I think they're going to let Robert Williams get close to 32 minutes, and that only leaves Freedom, I should say, for only 16 minutes. Uh, That doesn't do it for me. And if you look at the Celtics roster too, they have no problems going small. I think we're going to see a lot of small ball lineups. Maybe that makes uh, Langford interesting in very, very deep leagues or Josh Richardson in uh, standard leagues, maybe. But yeah, I'm not looking at any Celtics right now with this news. There's just no value here, I don't think. JC and Dricky too, Okongwu or Isaiah Jackson or Claxton or Marvin Bagley, who will break out second half of the season. I have a hunch which way you're going to go here, Jonas. Um, so I think I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to go Isaiah Jackson. Okay, okay. Absolute permanent stud and Sabonis wants out of Indiana. I think I've seen like six different reporters say that now too. So if Sabonis or Miles Turner's traded, Isaiah Jackson's stat upside is through the roof. Just insane block rate. One of the best block rates in the league. Uh, but I want you to talk about Okongu because I'm really excited about him as well. Like we saw what he did in the playoffs against Giannis too. I think Okongu is going to be an exciting player for the Hawks. Okongu is exciting. I tend to think his impact is going to be more real life than fantasy as long as Capella's healthy though I I think he's probably on a minutes limit for a while and I mean I think he probably maxes out maybe he can get a little run at the four but I mean Gallinari gets a lot of run there so I don't know his seal it's not like he's got a great path to like 25 minutes when the Hawks are healthy I think he's got a better path to like 20 minutes when the Hawks are healthy which makes him more of a deep league guy for me yeah if there is one thing to mention, though, I said Capella hasn't been healthy like for the full season in like three years. So if there's a situation in which Capella goes down, uh, yeah, Congo suddenly becomes a, so- a top 75 player in my book pretty easily. Absolutely. Because of stats Absolutely. And by the way, uh, sounding like Bogdan Bogdanovich is getting close for the Hawks, too. Not that anyone asked about that. All right, mm-hmm. let's get a few more here. Mackie Donut. How do you rank these guys? Kevin Love, Davion Mitchell, Devontae Graham. Emmanuel Quickly, Patrick Beverly, 12-team, 9-category. I'm going to go Mitchell, Quickly, for the upside of potentially starting. Uh, then Pat, Bev, then Graham, then Love. Like, Love is doing some serious damage in limited minutes, but like I said, is it sustainable where he's putting up, like, 18 points in 18 minutes a game? I, I'm not too sure. So uh, that's how I'm going to lean. What about you? 
I mean, I, I mostly agree with with your assessment there. I think I'd rather take a swing on the upside of Mitchell and just see what happens. But I'm I'm not going to blame you if you know in a 12 team league. I think Patrick Beverly is a safer play. I don't know if that made any sense. I'm not quite as high on quickly as yeah. everyone. I'm still worried about his shooting and steals, but so I'd probably put yeah. him third among that group, right in the middle. And I'd I'd probably prefer Patrick Beverly over quickly. Maybe that's just me. Right. That's such a boring thing to say. And if Rose is healthy too, like if we get a good update on Rose, he could quickly become could be like fifth player in this list yeah. pretty easily too. So yeah. All right, let's just get a couple more here. Um, this is not a waiver pickup, but Dame or Beal rest of season. Um, give me Beal. Honestly, if I wasn't worried about Portland's uh, position in the standings, they've lost seven straight. Um, even though Beal hasn't hit a three in three years, it feels like, I'm still going to lean him because I'm worried about the injury for Damian Lillard, man. Seven straight losses. Uh, if he doesn't change his stance on a potential trade, like this has shut down written all over it. I'm sorry, but it does. Like I have Dame in a couple leagues, and I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, both of them have been so rough compared to our expectations. Uh, Beal is yeah. is creeping down toward top 100 range for the season, which is just crazy. Remember, Beal was the second uh, odds-on favorite to win the scoring title this year. I know. And look at him. It's ridiculous. And we've got Dame shooting below 39%. Yeah. Uh, AK Grandpa asks, I have Brunson and Finney Smith. Would you drop them for anyone on your list and for whom? Mm. I'm going to go Davian Mitchell and Isaiah Hardenstein. I'd prefer them over both Brunson and Finney Smith. Like, Brunson's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's a little bit overrated in fantasy because he's mostly points, threes, uh, and assists, too. So you're looking at like a 15, 5, uh, and 2 player for three. So Luka Doncic, I'm assuming, uh, should be healthy soon. Hasn't been right all year, but yeah, once that comes, once Luka is rolling again, I think Brunson's a late rounder at best. Lurkley, CA, how should I feel about Dennis Schroeder? Rest of season outlook. I'll just I'll just shorten it up. Rest of season outlook. Hold tradable. Where are you on Schroeder, Jonas? I have him as a strong hold. I mean, we're about to see him play probably forty minutes for the next ten days at least, too. Right? Celtics are very very short on guys. Um, so yeah, Schroeder. You always have to worry about the percentages and the turnovers. But honestly, he's been very surprising. There was talk about Peyton Pritchard taking his job before the season started, and look look at him now too. So Schroeder. Um, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder too. He turned down that um, three billion dollar contract from the La- <laughs> from the Lakers and <laughs> kind of regrets it now too. So uh, yeah, I, I think Schroeder is a stronghold. Yeah, and this is a pretty good version of Dennis Schroeder in fantasy. I mean, I think in recent years we've seen him too often be kind of close to that 150th overall line where it's like, should I play this guy? Is he worth yeah. rostering? He's 110th uh, according to Basketball Monster for the season. So a, a pretty solid Dennis Schroeder. There's not a lot of not a lot of headache, not a lot of heartache in that stat line this year. I, I like what I'm seeing. From yeah, kind of like his OKC days. Yeah, this is a this is a very solid. You know, 17 points around five dimes, getting some rebounds, almost a steal per game. Not too many turnovers. I, I a real solid low end point guard actually. Yeah, and remember Jalen Brown too. He's he's another tweak away from sitting down for a while too. So that actually helps Schroeder a bunch. Well, that is going to do it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are here every day of the week. Well, every weekday, I should say, throughout the regular season. Uh, make sure to check out Jonas's waiver wired column on NBC Sports Edge if you haven't done so already. Thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. Jonas, thank you, sir. Enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.